Welcome to the Lightworkers Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Cousins, an embodiment and transformation coach and lightworker in this lifetime. My mission is to help you live an authentic life that is in alignment with your higher self by helping you heal the relationship you have with yourself, food, and your body so you can cultivate self-love, step into your power and confidence, and embody the dream version of yourself. You are inherently wealthy and deserve to attract all of your divine desires. With the advice and tools that me and my amazing guests are going to share with you in every single episode, you will soon be able to start living the life you have always dreamed of. Let's elevate the collective consciousness together, one step at a time. Welcome back to the Lightworkers podcast. Today I am going to share another lesson from one of my previous audio courses with you. And in this one, I'm talking about the importance of self-forgiveness and how you can start practicing self-forgiveness in your life. I know that this is something that is extremely hard because forgiveness as it is, is already a very tough topic. So we're already finding it hard to forgive others. But when it comes to ourselves, it's even harder. It's very, very hard to forgive ourselves. And this is something that we are never taught. We're never taught how how to do this, how to actually, from the bottom of our hearts, truly forgive ourselves. So let's get right into it. And I hope that you enjoy what I'm about to share with you and that you get a lot of value out of it and that you learn how you can start forgiving yourself and be more gentle with yourself moving forward. I'm very, very excited about this topic because it is so important and, in my opinion, not enough talked about at all. Um, We always hear that we have to forgive and how important forgiveness is all the time, but no one ever actually explains how. It's always just, oh, you have to find forgiveness in your heart. Okay, but how? So, I used to ask myself this question all the time and especially how I can forgive myself, not only others, Um, because oftentimes it is way, way harder, much harder for us to forgive ourselves than it is to forgive others. And it's already hard enough as it is to forgive others. So it's even harder to forgive ourselves. Um, When someone does something that hurt us, it is, of course, difficult to let it go. And oftentimes it's very hard for us to move on. Um, But it's still easier to forgive those that have wronged us than it is to forgive ourselves. And the reason why is because we are already naturally so hard on ourselves to begin with. We have um, our inner critic and we feel so much guilt and shame and judgment, which is exactly what we talked about yesterday. And this is why practicing self-forgiving is so essential because it's essential to our emotional well-being and also to our personal growth. Because if we fixate on guilt, shame and anger and regret, and we're unable to navigate and process and release those emotions, then we will just build up resentment and bitterness within ourselves over time. And 
this has negative consequences for emotional and mental health, for overall well-being. And so if we constantly engage in those emotions, our nervous system stays unregulated and it keeps our physical body on high alert. So it causes us anxiety and negative thought patterns and self-loathing. And just as I said yesterday, when we beat ourselves up over and over and over again, we are only giving more power to feelings of guilt and shame and reinforce the self-belief that we are a bad person. Um, especially if we keep holding on to things, right? To, to things that happened in the past and we know we are unable to change what happened in the past, but we are also unable to let go and we're unable to forgive ourselves. And so we, we keep stay, staying um, stuck and, and stagnant and it will hold us back from moving forward in our life because we are unable to learn from the situation if we don't shift our perspective and if we keep holding on to all that guilt and shame and anger and regret and this also means that, that similar experiences are going to keep happening to us in the future, which will then fuel all of those emotions even more. And so it's a constant cycle, a toxic cycle. And, and that is why self-forgiveness self is so, so powerful. Because it really enables us, it enables us to separate our mistakes from who we are as a person. And so similar to what I mentioned yesterday, uh, not yesterday, the day before, um, when we talked about self-compassion and self-soothing, um, and how it makes a big difference when we separate our emotions from who we are. It's the same with this. When we separate our mistakes from who we are and we view them as separate entities, then we're able to learn from experiences and we're able to learn from our choices and actions. And if something happens that we then perceive as a mistake, then we're able to learn from that mistake. And when we start practicing self-forgiveness, it will be easier for us to forgive others as well because that goes hand in hand. And so I really believe that self-forgiveness and self-compassion are the most powerful steps we can take in order to release that shame and guilt that we're feeling, all the shame and guilt that we talked about yesterday. Because self-forgiveness and self-compassion are the antidote, antidote to shame. And that's because self-compassion acts as a kind of like a neutralizer for, for that poison. And that poison is the shame and the guilt. And self-forgiveness soothes our body and our mind and, and our soul altogether from the pain that is caused by that guilt and shame. And so both do their part in facilitating um, our overall healing process. And so this is why it is so necessary that we incorporate both self-forgiveness and self-compassion because they go hand in hand when it comes to this. Without compassion, we cannot forgive. We, we really need compassion in order to truly forgive. And when you heal shame through self-forgiveness and self-compassion, you will be able to see yourself much more clearly too as a result. Because you will be able to acknowledge the choices that you made and also the actions that you took that harmed yourself and others. And therefore, the relationship with yourself will, will improve and it will deepen. And that was huge for me because I needed to forgive myself for so many things, a bazillion things that I had done because I had harmed myself for 16 whole years. And it took a lot of compassion for me to acknowledge that what I did and without holding on to the guilt and shame for the pain that I had caused not only myself, but others as well. And that was a huge process and it took time. And so please, please, please be gentle and patient with yourself in, in your process of self-forgiveness 
Because again, remember that this is a journey that you're on and everything you do, every step you take, every day that you show up for yourself is how you cultivate self-love. It's not about perfection. It's about consistency because progress comes from consistency. And it's all just the single things you do on a daily basis that make up the whole picture. So please be patient. Please be gentle with yourself in this process of self-forgiveness. And, and yeah, just like I said, remember that you're on a journey and it's really about all the things that you do, all the single things that you do, all the actions that you take, how you speak to yourself. It's all of that that really makes up the big picture and not just one single factor. And so if you struggle with self-forgiveness, um, especially in the beginning, because like I just said, it, it is a process. It does take time with, with pretty much everything that we, we talk about this week. It's not going to happen from one day to the next. So if you do struggle with self-forgiveness um, in the beginning, don't give up. Don't view it as a failure. Don't judge yourself. Don't be gentle with yourself. Show yourself compassion and patience because like I just said it is going to take some time for you to to get used to all those things that you're incorporating now everything that you're doing because you've never done this before and it's normal that it's going to take time and all that matters is that you keep on going you keep showing up for yourself you keep showing yourself compassion and you do everything that you can this is self-love you're already loving yourself by doing this and that's what's so beautiful um yeah, so back to, I just went on a tangent here, back to um, forgiveness. So um, it is important, it is important that you remind yourself um, that forgiveness is is not a vehicle that you can just use whenever you want to be released from any form of responsibility. I think that's very important. Um, of course, it always depends on the context of the situation, but if you know, and you will know, um, if you know that you've done something wrong that has hurt someone else, um, it has hurt you or, or both you and someone else, then you will subjectively be able to to assess that situation and you will be able to see that you do hold the responsibility for your actions and that you can forgive yourself for what you have done and that you can make amends. But it's also important to remember um, that you need to own up and take responsibility for your actions. Um, because using self-forgiveness in this case does not actually release you from your responsibility. But what it does is, is um, it, it enables us, really, it enables us um, to accept our emotions and to show compassion for ourselves and to learn from this experience and grow. Um, so I want to give you some tips, um, some steps that you can take um, that will help you to cultivate self-forgiveness. So... First of all, I think that having a clear definition of what forgiveness actually means to you is very important and very useful for you because there's so many different beliefs about what forgiveness actually is. Everyone has kind of a different um, belief about what it means. And so it's really necessary that you think about what it actually means to you. And if we look at self-forgiveness as a whole, Essentially, it can be divided into two different processes. So first, self-forgiveness is about making a decision, making the conscious, intentional decision to connect back to your core values. Because when you do something that you regret, 
and that you want to forgive yourself for or that you want forgiveness in general also from others it's because you know that what you have done goes against your values and it violates your values and therefore you then experience all of those emotions like guilt and shame and anger and regret and disappointment so it's important that you make that decision the conscious decision to reconnect to your values and then secondly self-forgiveness is about the emotional restoration of your positive sense of self so when, when you wrong someone else or when you wrong yourself or both then your self-acceptance and your self-esteem is affected because of that as a result and self-forgiveness is really about reaffirming your values and restoring that positive sense of self that's what it is in a nutshell summed up <laughs> and um, that is also called the two-factor model of self-forgiveness so if you think about it <clears throat> there are many different ways of reacting to something that that we experience right um, if we experience something that, that brings us shame and guilt and regret and all of those strong emotions, then we either do one thing or the other that I just mentioned. But we do really both. We need both the reaffirmation of our core values and the restoration of our positive sense of self in order to forgive ourselves. We need both. So if we only reaffirm our core values, for example, but we don't recover and restore that positive sense of self then we are going to resort to punishing ourselves. We're going to use self-punishment as a reaction for what we have done, as a coping mechanism for what we have done. And yeah, this is, it's not going to help us in, in the long run. But on the other, on the flip side, if, if we only recover a positive sense of, of ourselves, but we don't reaffirm those core values, then that is going to result in, in basically us not taking responsibility for actions, not owning up for them, not owning them, which means that we are most likely going to repeat that same behavior in the future because we, don't, we haven't reconciled with our core values. And if we don't do either of those, then we completely neglect ourselves and we just spiral into self-loathing and, and, and we are basically stuck in the past. And that's what I did for, for a long, long time. Um, so the first step to self-forgiveness is really to acknowledge your feelings. And I know it's easy to be in denial. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I've been there. Um, and I know it's easy to do that because it's uncomfortable, really, really uncomfortable for us to face our feelings, especially if we feel that we have done something wrong, especially if we know, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> especially if we know that we have done something wrong. And that we caused ourselves or someone else so much pain it is easier to just deny that and just forget about it and push it away and not think about it but objectively acknowledging our emotions without any judgment at all is really necessary in this case because we we cannot forgive ourselves it's really as simple as that we cannot forgive ourselves if we don't acknowledge how we are feeling and why we are feeling this way in the first place and so we cannot, we just cannot learn from our experiences if we don't acknowledge our actions. And that is really what it all boils down to. 
we need to learn from from this experience that we had in in this instance. And so the first step in order to do this is to really acknowledge what happened and take responsibility for actions, accept the emotions that we're feeling, acknowledge them, acknowledge why we're feeling them, acknowledge what happened that caused us to feel this way and take responsibility for our actions. We don't want to be in denial and push it all away. But we also don't want to repeat the scenario of what happened over and over and over in our head. And so this is kind of like the fine line between completely being in denial, pushing it away, distracting ourselves, not thinking about it and ruminating about it and just keep thinking about it over and over. Um, both of both of, of those things, when we do either one, both keep us stuck in the past. And if we're stuck in the past, we simply won't be able to learn and move forward because we're just holding on to the past. And this is why it's so important that we need to acknowledge which behaviors and actions were actually the catalyst for what happened so that we can really learn from it, from that experience, from our actions, from our choices, from our behavior, and we can act differently in the future. We can change our actions and our choices. And the next step is to apologize. Because if our actions caused harm to someone else or to us, again, or both, then we need to apologize. If you want to forgive yourself, you cannot miss this step. You cannot miss it. And it may seem counterintuitive because you may be thinking, why do I need to apologize to myself? I have no one to apologize to. It's just me. But you do. You. You need to treat yourself just how you're treating anyone else. And to me, in the beginning, this was so weird. It was so alien, such a foreign feeling to apologize to myself because I'd never done it before. I'd never actually once said, I'm sorry to myself. And it was such, it, it, when I did it, it was so liberating because I really realized that I owed myself an apology. Like I personally, I've, I've already mentioned this, but I struggled with an eating disorder and with self-harm for many years. And so I'd done so much damage to my body, caused myself so much suffering. I punished myself so often over and over again, and I never said sorry. And so I really started thinking about, oh, if I had treated someone else that way, if I had harmed someone else that way, I would feel terrible. And I would, I would, of course, I would want to make amends. Of course, I would apologize. Of course, I would own up to my actions and take responsibility. And I would try to make amends. And so I realized that. And it was, it was so liberating to apologize to myself, to say sorry to myself, to my body, to my younger self, my inner child, to say sorry it, it was so freeing, so such a powerful feeling. And so this is really important. You need to apologize to yourself because you, you do owe yourself an apology for how you have been treating yourself. And the same goes for if you, if you treated someone else um, wrong, if you wronged someone else, if you hurt them, you also need to forgive yourself for doing that, for doing what you did in the past. You need to forgive yourself. You don't only need to apologize to the other person, but you need to forgive yourself too for your actions and for what you've done. And the reason why this is so, so, so important and so essential is because an apology can... <sighs> an apology really can take away that shame and guilt that you are feeling because you are showing courage by admitting that what you did 
was wrong. And you take responsibility for it. That's what you're doing when you apologize. When you apologize from the bottom of your heart and you mean it, you are admitting to what you've done and you take responsibility for your actions. And this is why it can release a lot of that shame and guilt that you feel and really lift that heavy weight off your shoulders. Even if, if it's just a little bit, even if it doesn't lift the whole weight off your shoulders, but part of it, it still is going to make you feel more at ease. Um, because you are showing that you are facing your fears and discomforts and you're facing your strong emotions and you don't deny them. And so by apologizing to yourself, you really show yourself that you respect yourself and that you care about your own feelings and experiences. And so you validate yourself by doing so. And you also promise yourself to treat yourself differently and better in the future because you have learned from your actions. And so in order to do that, in order to apologize to yourself and practice self-forgiveness, I want to invite you to write a list of everything that you want to forgive yourself for, everyone you think you've hurt in the past and all the ways that you've hurt yourself. And then I want you to write a apology letter to yourself. Really write down everything you want to forgive yourself for and everything in the past that you want to let go of and all, all of the heavy emotions that you want to let go of and admit what you did that you know was wrong and acknowledge the pain that your actions have caused. It's really important. And then explain what you learned from this experience and what you are going to do differently in the future so, so that you're ensuring that it won't happen again. Because when you do this, the reason why this exercise is so powerful and I love it is because when you do this, um, you are expressing compassion towards yourself and you're expressing the regret that you have for hurting yourself and others. And by accepting responsibility for your actions and explaining what actions you will take in the future to ensure that this is not going to happen again, this is really how you you release a lot of those emotions of guilt and shame and regret that you have been holding on to. And the reason why you're doing this, the reason why you're able to release a lot of those, of those feelings of guilt and shame and regret and so on is because you are reminding yourself of the lesson that you've learned and you're focusing on what you have learned from this experience and how you have grown from it. And this is so, so, so important because how you think affects how you feel. Your thoughts literally influence your emotions. So this is nothing new. Um, we've known this for quite a while now. Um, neuropsychologists refer to neuroplast neuroplasticity as our ability to strengthen specific circuits in, in our brain by participating in certain thoughts. And so if we spend most of our time ruminating, like I said before, and thinking of what happened over and over again, then the circuits activated by unpleasant experiences will be the strongest, of course. But if we train our brain to think about our ability to learn from our mistakes and to make use of all those opportunities for growth, then the circuits will strengthen. And so this is why focusing on the learning experience is going to make it easier to release the guilt and shame that you feel because you're telling your brain to shift your perspective out of the negative to towards the positive. And this affects your emotions. And learning is part of growing. It's so important. If, if we don't mess up, 
if we don't learn, if we don't get uncomfortable, we will not grow. And the fact that this experience enabled you to grow is going to enable you to forgive yourself more easily. And because you are now also going to be able to adjust and make some changes so that the same would happen again in the future. So you're taking action, you're making sure that this won't happen again. And so taking responsibility for our actions and owning them really allows us to, to change and act differently in a similar situation in the future because we have learned from this experience. And this is why it is so important. This is why it is important to, to mess up, to make mistakes and why it is completely normal. We all do this. And when we take responsibility for actions, we, like I said before, we do need to show ourselves compassion because if we continue to beat ourselves up, because of what happened, then we're going to spiral and fuel the shame and guilt even more. And we simply cannot change what happened. We, we can't change the past. But what we can do is change, change moving forward. What we can do is really focus on the present and on what we can change when we move forward. So if we talk to ourselves kindly and we show ourselves compassion we are choosing acceptance and, and respect. And that is exactly what we need for self-forgiveness, like we said in the beginning. And it really helps, like I said before, it really helps if you imagine that you're talking to a friend or a loved one. If you really feel like your guilt and your shame and, and anger or regret is, is crushing you and you keep engaging in that negative self-talk, imagine how you would speak to a friend or a loved one, someone you care about, would you, would you tear them down as well? Just how you're tearing down yourself, yourself? No, you wouldn't. And I know I already mentioned this earlier in this week, um, but a compassionate dialogue really, really, really helps you and enables you to shift to a different perspective. Because when you talk to yourself in a kind, compassionate way, just how you would talk to a friend or a loved one, then it really helps you to soothe yourself and that in turn helps you with your self-forgiveness. This is really an important um, key factor. And it's also important to remember, of course, that forgiving does not mean forgetting. And releasing feelings of guilt and shame and other heavy emotions that we experience from this situation does not mean we forget about what happened, of course. But when we forgive ourselves, we're able to leave the past in the past and we're able to focus on what we can actually control. We cannot control the past, it already happened, but we can control our emotions and our thoughts and our actions and our behavior in the present. And by releasing the past and focusing on what we have learned, like I said before, by focusing on what we've learned from the experience and by growing from it, by focusing on the growth, we won't be spiraling anymore when we think back to what happened because we won't be carrying those emotions around with us anymore and we won't bottle them up inside, which is the most important thing. So self-forgiveness really fuels growth. It really does. And we're not perfect. We're not perfect. We, Like I said, we're always going to make mistakes in life. But what's important is how we deal with them and how we treat ourselves and others afterwards, after the event has already took place. It's important how we move forward, how we act, how we think afterwards. And if you do notice that um, a, lot, a lot of resistance comes up when you practice um, self-forgiveness this way, then ask yourself, why don't you want to forgive yourself? Ask yourself, why wouldn't I want to forgive myself? And if your answer is that I don't deserve it or I'm not worthy of it, 
or some somewhat along those lines and then your shame is most likely still very very strong and that could mean that you don't feel like you deserve forgiveness and if that's the case then it's most likely because you think you have to earn it but again in order to earn forgiveness you you really need to acknowledge what you have done and take responsibility for your actions as i just mentioned earlier so if you do feel a lot of resistance around self-forgiveness, then it might be because you have not been able to take full responsibility just yet. Even if you think that you have, you may still have some thoughts like, oh, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, I only acted this way or did this because of X, Y, and Z. And so those are still justifications. So it means that you haven't fully took responsibility just yet. And it's very important to mention that it's not about finding fault in yourself. It's not about fueling the guilt that you're already feeling. But when we are self-aware, we are able to reflect on ourselves and we're able to see that what we have done, we're just able to realize that, that we have done something that wasn't okay because it hurt someone else or it hurt us or, or, or both in some instances. And so if we're able to accept that in this case, it was our fault, and we are able to own up to that and we are able to accept our emotions. We are willing to work through it and release the guilt by forgiving ourselves and focusing on what we have learned and focusing on the growth that comes from it. Then we're able to move forward. And so there can be a lot of resistance around taking responsibility, especially because we don't want to feel even more guilty. But we do need to realize that without taking responsibility, we won't be able to move forward we won't be able to forgive ourselves. We, it, it's so important. It's such an important step. We need to take responsibility. We need to acknowledge what we have done. Um, and, and like I said, it, it was the same for me. I wasn't taking responsibility. I was literally in denial for so many years. And as soon as I took responsibility, I owned up to what I had done. And I took responsibility, full responsibility for my actions. And I apologized a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was liberating. It was freeing. I was able to release all that shame and guilt that I had built up over 16 years, which is a long time. Um, and so I really, really, really realized, really, really realized that this is a necessary step that we cannot miss. We need to take responsibility because even if we do apologize to ourselves, or, or to others, without actually taking responsibility and acknowledging what we've done, it's going to be a shallow apology. It's not going to come from our hearts. It's not. We're not going to learn from the experience. We're not going to grow because there's nothing to grow from if we cannot even take responsibility for, for what we've done, for our actions. Um, and so this is also why, like oftentimes, I don't know if you've experienced it um, before, but when we apologize to someone, but we don't actually mean it or we don't actually know what we're apologizing for, this apology doesn't mean anything. Because again, if you don't think you've done anything wrong, if you, if you cannot see it, then you're not going to learn and you're not going to grow from that experience. Um, so this is, is really, really important to own up to it and to take responsibility. And of course, only if you know that you have done something that caused yourself harm or someone else harm or both. I'm not talking about um, what we spoke about yesterday in regards to guilt and shame when we we have not done anything wrong and others just expect an apology from us. That's a completely different scenario, but we're not going to go into this today because today is just about self-forgiveness. Um, 
but I do talk more about this in my course um, because there's just so much to say about forgiveness in general. Um, but yeah, if, if you have learned from your mistake um, and, and you do not plan to repeat it and you grew from it, then you no longer need to feel guilt or shame about it. But if you're still overwhelmed after all of this, if you've done all of this and you're still overwhelmed with guilt and shame and you're still resistant towards forgiving yourself and you're still caught up in the past and, and you're still caught up about what happened and you still ruminate on it and you think about it a lot, then just I just want you to remember this one thing. And you can even write this down on, on a post-it and stick it somewhere where you can see it every day. Um, and you can even make an affirmation out of it. The most effective way, the most effective way to forgive yourself is for you to promise that you will not act the same way again. The most effective way to forgive yourself is for you to promise that you will not act the same way again. You will not display the same behavior and you will not hurt yourself or someone else again. So keep reminding yourself of this. It's really, really important. And it's also important to keep in mind that the decisional and emotional components of self-forgiveness don't necessarily always happen at the same time. So even after you make a decision to forgive yourself and to reconnect to your values, you might still feel guilt and shame for a while. And that is completely normal because your emotions need to catch up. And so again, it, it takes time to process everything and it takes time to let go of those emotions. What's important is, is that you navigate through it. And the most important thing is really that you give yourself time. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you get a lot of value out of this podcast then you would absolutely make my day if you could leave me a five-star rating so that my content is able to reach even more people who need it. Thank you so much for all your support, love and light to you and I'll see you in the next episode.